Opposition breeds innovation? You betcha, on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 41. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker. Hello, Levi. Good morning. Hey, Ryan. What's, what's new? Well, we're laughing because uh, this recording was delayed a little bit. Seemed to be in a construction zone today. There's just one noise after another after another. Um, Inside and outside, right? <laughs> everywhere. So, yeah. Let's see uh, how it goes today. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your whole life's a construction zone, right? It's okay. Mine too. Yeah. Hey, it's the, the process of becoming, right? The process of improving, becoming the best version of yourself. That's what we're all about. Exactly. And I mean, this is perfect for today's, uh, today's topic about opposition because we wanted to have this episode already recorded by now, um, but it didn't happen. Nope. So you got to learn how to pivot. Absolutely. So we've got, uh, before we get started in today's topic, we got to make sure to give a quick reminder to our listeners about the upcoming Make Profits Again Summit that we've got going on yes. in May. And uh, I know we talked about it last week, but once again, quick reminder, if regardless of where you're at in business, if you're you know thinking about starting a new business, if you've had a business for a long time and, and you know you lived through the last year, this Make Profits Again Summit is a phenomenal, it's a four-day uh, summit led by dozens and dozens and dozens of nationwide industry, six, seven, and eight-figure, uh, really, you know, thought leaders, industry leaders that are going to cover and talk about what they have done to not only kind of um, ride out the wave or ride the storm, but to, to excel in, in uh, you know, the, these interesting times. And so it's four days of jam-packed content, value, information, and it's our gift to you guys. Absolutely free. And all you got to do to sign up for this incredible event, we're super excited as well for all the things that we're going to be learning from all these people. Uh, simply go to our website, championhustle.com forward slash summit. And that will uh, get you on the page with all the information. You enter your, your name and your email and um, you get signed up for it. Four days of content are gift to you absolutely free. Yeah, and I mean, this is this is going to be a four-day event, and you don't want to miss it because the the gift to you is that you get to be able to attend this event absolutely free, and the content will be available to you for the first 24 hours after each speaker drops their, their tips and strategies. So you want to make sure you're there, you want to make sure you're live, because you get it for the first 24 hours for free. So... That's the gift. Well, and a little bird told me that basically all the training content that they're providing in the summit will be available after the summit, but you're going to have to pay for it, <laughs> right? So right. The, you could get it later, but um, I like free. So <laughs> free, free 99, free 99. So if you attend the, the event live, um, it's online, of course, an online event. You will be able to receive all of the same information absolutely free and um, be able to level up your business. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to cover things like um, sales and marketing mastery, 
um, mastering your mindset, so so self-mastery in your business, because that can be one of the most challenging things, as, as we're going to be talking about today. And then uh, tools and systems to really build out your business and make it perform even better. Yeah. And there are dozens of different trainers, and uh, there's going to be quite a few names that you have heard of before. These are you know big-name people, so go check it out. Uh, there's details, more details at that link, championhustle.com forward slash summit. And you can go in there and uh, see a little more information and get yourself signed up. Perfect. I'm, I'm super excited. So we're actually going to be attending this event with you guys. It's, it's yep. not just, hey, go join it. We're going to be learning alongside you from these amazing speakers. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're super stoked. And we've actually received training in the past from some of them. And some of them, yep. I... It's they're going to be first timers, so we're we're looking forward to that. I got my dog ch- barking in the background because you know that's just how we're rolling today. Apparently, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> opposition breeds innovation. Um, yes, opposition breeds innovation. I know. Last week we were talking about you know the effects of of the pandemic on the small businesses, and you know is your business infected or was your business infected by the pandemic today though? Um, I guess that's kind of a continuation in a way, right? Thematically. Yeah, it is a little bit. Opposition breeds innovation. There's a, there's a quote that I love by Mark Twain and it says, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect. (laughs) And I, I like that because I think that that, you know, mediocrity is is real. And if we are just doing what everyone else is doing and just going with the flow, uh, are we being innovators? Are we forging a new path? And I would say no, right? We're just maybe taking the easy road. And opposition, while sometimes we say, oh, I wish it was just easier. Don't wish, don't wish that it were easier. Wish that you were better, right? The opposition is what makes us grow. In exercise, the more weight that you lift, the more the muscle tissue grows, right? Without that, you're never going to grow. So like we won't physically grow if we don't have more weight. We won't you know, professionally, mentally grow if we don't have opposition. And that's what drives that, that innovation. So rather than running from it, we embrace, and you should too, embrace opposition, embrace challenges, because that's what's going to be able to take your business and your mindset to the next level. Yeah, so uh, kind of along that same line, I was I was actually reading um, the book "Developing the Leader Within You" from mm-hmm. John Maxwell, mm-hmm. and um, it it was the last chapter in the book, and he was actually talking about along this very lines is people will remember failures. Now I, I'm talking about the people that just gave up, had epic bombs, that kind of stuff. Right. People will remember successes, but nobody remembers average. Yeah. That's a good so point. when you're when you're talking about mediocrity, nobody remembers average. So if you want to go out and make a an impact in the world, go big. Like whether whether it turns out exactly the way that you want it to or maybe you you have we've talked about failures being learning lessons. You might have a big learning lesson, but either way, you made a huge impact. Make a big splash. Make a big wave. Don't be average. 
Yeah. One uh, quote that I love is, you know, shoot for the stars. And even if you land on the moon, <laughs> that's still pretty dang good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Instead of shooting for 10 feet in front of you, shoot for something far. And if you come up short, you still got a lot further, a lot farther than you would have. Right. If you had set your sights yep. low. Exactly. So should we jump? Should we jump in? We've we've yeah. kind of talked about the mindset and why, but what holds us back? I think that I mean in any situation we are creatures of habit, right? And so we tend to avoid or be averse to change. That's just naturally how we are as human beings. And so anytime we have something that you know a change in our situation or environment, especially when it's not our idea or our you know, <laughs> desire, that can be challenging. And so, but that's where flexibility comes in, right? Is look, the only constant in life is change. <laughs> Another quote I love. <laughs> yep. And so keeping that in mind that the only constant in life is change, just gotta be flexible. And when those, when those uh, you know, moments come, we have the opportunity to make a choice. How are we going to respond? And I know we've talked about this before in past episodes, but this is really kind of a big mantra uh, for me in my life is this is the situation. This is what happened. How am I going to respond? Am I going to be a victim or am I going to be a victor? And so and that applies in every aspect of life, especially in business. And so, right, change comes along new maybe it's a you know new government regulation maybe it's a change in the economic landscape maybe it's a change in your industry maybe it's your direct competition open doors across the street from you and you know they have a bigger flashier uh, you know appeal to the customer base than you do whatever it is are you going to be a victim or are you going to be a victor it's just all in your mindset and how you respond to that to be able to say sweet Here's an opportunity for growth for me to take things to the next level. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as you were talking about habit, I'm just sitting here thinking um, in The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og, Og Mandino, he actually talks about habit being a tyrant. Hmm. Now, that's an interesting concept because I've never thought of habit being a tyrant before. Now, if you have poor or ineffective habits, well, that, that is being a tyrant. It's, it's basically forcing you into something that you may not want. Um, on the flip side, if you're going to be controlled by your habits one way or another, maybe you want to level up your habits so that you don't, uh, so that you have more chance of getting your desired outcome, right? Okay. It's still going to be a tyrant in that case, but it's a benevolent tyrant. <laughs> a benevolent tyrant that sounds interesting <laughs> so how then do you Food for how, thought, right <laughs> so then how would you leverage that to your benefit right understanding that principle so understanding that principle is examining the habits that you have today and figuring out are they effective towards reaching your goals habits are all all kinds of habits are effective you know, if I want to be 300 pounds and I have a habit of eating three meals a day at McDonald's and supersizing it and going back for seconds, is that an effective <laughs> oh, habit for my goal? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could reach it. Yes. But if my habit is to kind of slim down and to get into healthier habits and, 
and maybe even drop some pounds to, to be able to spend time playing with my kids and feel like I'm not completely out of energy. Is that going to be the habit that is effective for the goal? Not at all. So the first thing you've got to do is understand where you want to go and then develop the habits that will let you be the person that can get there. Yeah. So one thing that's, that's interesting is, you know, as we, as, as we look at people, people's responses, right, to these different types of situations, sometimes we do the same thing and expect different results, right? <laughs> Which That's the definition <laughs> of insanity. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't it Einstein that said that? I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've heard, <laughs> that he said that. But either way, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good quote. But it, we got to be, you know, looking at it simply, those people who adapt and innovate when there is some type of great market change, those are the ones who excel and grow. Those that don't die off. And so really anybody who is an entrepreneur, a small business owner, opposition, <laughs> I was going to say at entrepreneur school, but I guess uh, <laughs> well, I, I didn't go to entrepreneur school. Entrepreneur school is sometimes the school of hard knocks. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, but I was going to say, they don't teach that in entrepreneur school. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, didn't, I never went to college for, for a business. But I would imagine that, uh, you know, they would, I would hope that they would cover some, something about this. Because, I mean, that's, you call it grit, call it whatever you want. But being able to embrace that change and knowing that that's when you're going to excel, it's going to almost um, like catapult you, catapult your growth and your development during the trying times is uh, if, if you're unwilling to embrace that, entrepreneurship is probably not the right thing for you. Because <laughs> everyone yeah, else so. runs away, we run towards it. We're like, yes, let's go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's that word right there, opportunity is perfect because opposition creates an opportunity to be creative. Yeah. It, it creates a kind of a, a hole in the marketplace. When, when you run into a wall, when you run into opposition, there's something missing. Mm-hmm. And when you can figure out a solution to that challenge and it's valuable to other people, well, now you're in business. Right. Because that's really all we're doing, right? That's every business owner. All we do is we're providing a solution to somebody's problem or challenge. That's it. Whatever it is. Yep. So, you know, one thing that, that a lot of, well... Some people like to surround themselves with those who are simply will agree with them and, and you know be their cheerleaders. What are your thoughts on that, Levi? Surrounding Go yourself. Go team. Exactly. Surrounding people that are all rah, rah, rah for you and everything that you're doing. So it's, it's good to have people that are in your corner. Yes. But honestly, I believe it's doing yourself a disservice by surrounding yourself with yes people. So if you are surrounding yourself by yes people that are basically just going to do whatever you tell them to do and uh, follow your lead, well, what are you actually getting out of that? You're getting your ideas like amplified or told to you in a different way. And, and that's, that's not the idea of masterminding. It's not the idea of overcoming uh, challenges or opposition. So we like to say even surround yourself with somebody who just 
has a different, completely different opinion. And, and that means you might butt heads, but be open to that, be willing to accept that and figure out, well, what can I learn by looking at it from their point of view instead of my own? And then when you take those ideas and mesh them together, and maybe you have a handful of people like that where you can bounce ideas back and forth, well, now you're actually refining an idea instead of coming up with the same idea over and over and over again from different people. Yeah, because we get almost uh, numb, right, to our own ideas, to where we just, it's, you want to have that fresh perspective. You want to have that outside perspective. It does require humility to be able to, you know, accept, hey, like to hear other perspectives. Uh, and that's, but if you're unwilling to hear that, uh, <laughs> you're going to be pretty limited in how far you can go. Well, and if you're sitting there thinking back and thinking, man, everything that everybody's been telling me has been a great idea. I love it. Well, you might want to, to pause and reflect, as Mark Twain said, yeah. because you're basically hearing your own opinions. Yeah. If, if you agree with absolutely everything that's being said, you're the one that's giving the opinions. and uh, They're just echoing you. Yeah. And so what, what we recommend is to actually create an environment where there's, I guess, an encouragement for people to give pushback. And it's, yeah. not, it's not a negative thing. It's doing it in a positive way to challenge ideas, to challenge decisions in a way that makes you think, okay, is this the right way to move forward? And really look at other alternatives and options. And, and maybe we're even gonna say that it's expected. Demand opposition from your team yeah because that's when everybody's going to grow together well and it you know it really boils down to can i constant and never-ending improvement right focusing and keeping that um you know that that kind of mantra in your mind that hey whatever happens we're always going to be moving forward i love the movie meet the robinsons that disney mm -hmm. movie and, uh, you know, that was Walt, one of Walt Disney's kind of mantras in life was keep moving forward, always be innovating, always be improving. And um, that's something that, yeah, holds a lot of weight as an entrepreneur. Yep. So as, as you're improving, like you have this end goal in mind over here. And what you're looking at is a lot of people, they can find that to be motivating. They can find the goal and, and achieving goals to be motivating. But if you miss out on everything that you learned in the process of getting there, because you're so focused on the end, you're missing out on like 90% of the benefit of actually reaching a goal. The, reaching the goal is awesome. But if you don't learn those lessons and improvement and focus on growth rather than just achievement, the growth is what you actually get to carry forward with you every single time. And that is the most important part of any endeavor is the growth that you're going to have to endure to get there. Yeah. And that's, you know, that brings me up to story time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You thought you were getting away on this episode. No story time. No, there's there's no such thing <laughs> as getting away without a Ryan story time. Bum, bum, this is bum. a very, very quick story time. Focusing on the, what you're learning in the journey. So here I've got, um, so this is basically, you can see there's a ton of notes here. These are my notes on 
takeaways, lessons learned on one of the most recent uh, transactions that, that I'm doing, real estate transactions. And I just create a note. So as I'm going through, every time I learn something, I say, you know what? I should have done it this way instead of that way. Or, oh, here'd be an opportunity in the future to do it better. Any little tidbits and takeaways, I just have that basically big note in my phone and I just do an audio thing and I add it to the note. So by the time I'm at the end of the project, I'm going to sit down and review every single note that I had from that moving forward. And, and that's because at this point, like, I don't remember lessons. I'm not going to remember it all. And so the moment that it happens, I think, oh, shoot, I need to dictate this and write it down in my, in my little notebook to remember moving forward. And it's been very beneficial for me to do that. So however that translates into you know, your business, I would say do something similar. Find somewhere that you can just jot down when you have those little learning moments and, uh, and then review it at an appropriate point in time can make a huge, huge difference. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people take for granted the lessons learned because out of those lessons comes experience. Mm -hmm. But if you don't write it down, and then if you don't write it down and review it, it's not very valuable experience because you're going to forget it. Yep. Let's be real. Is there, There's tons of experiences. Had you not written them down, you would go to the next project and you would repeat the same mistake because you didn't write it down. And even if you write it down, if you don't review it, you're still bound to repeat those same mistakes because your memory will fail you. Yeah. And, and it does get to the point, right, at some juncture where all that is, is muscle memory, right? But the fact that I made the mistake indicates that it's not muscle memory. <laughs> and so there are a lot of things that not I yet. don't... Right, exactly, not yet. So there's a ton of stuff that, yeah, it's all muscle memory. I don't even have to think about it. It's just 100% automatic. The key thing about jotting those items down is those are the things where you say, you know what, I could have done better on this. There's another alternative. It could have been you know, this way or that way or however. Um, those are the items that we're talking about to write down, to review, because after doing that a few times, then it will be second nature and it won't happen again. Yeah. So we're, we're at a point, we need to make a change, we need to pivot. What are some steps that we can take or some tips that we can provide to help people learn how to pivot more quickly? Because that's really the goal of, yeah. of an entrepreneur is to shorten the cycle where you feel stuck. Because that's when you're going to get into a cycle of productivity when you can get yourself unstuck quickly. I would say one of the first ones kind of ties in with what we were just talking about in story time, which is checking your ego, right? Check <laughs> yeah, your ego. And because if you think, oh, I've got all the answers or I do everything perfectly or, oh, I have X number of years or decades experience doing this. So I'm infallible. You're just hurting yourself. You're fooling yourself or you're, you know, you're not going to fool anyone. <laughs> you're yeah. So, so Bum, bum, bum. Story time. Oh, double story That's time. Right. That's right. Oh, it's coming. man. So as, as you were saying that, I, I was thinking back when I first started my career as an engineer, I didn't know anything. Let, let's be real. Like you're coming right out of college and you're, you get thrown into the deep end of the pool in a new company and you get put on a project. You have no clue what's going on. You don't have an ego. <laughs> you right. know you don't know anything. 
and at those at that time um i i believe that i was more effective than in some later years because i didn't make an assumption that i knew what was going on right and that kind of brings me to tip number two as we continue this story is you've got to get curious because at that time i just asked a lot of questions because i didn't know anything i didn't right. understand i didn't i didn't even assume i knew anything but as i gained experience i started relying more on what i knew and my knowledge and my experience instead of staying in that curiosity mode um, one of my mentors uh fernie ceballos actually uh told me recently that uh, if you stay in a state of curiosity for about 20 minutes, you can solve just about any challenge. Now, legitimately staying in curiosity, asking questions, trying to dig deep and get to the bottom of things. Any, anything that you perceive as a roadblock right now, you can get through that. Now, well, what I did later is when I started to realize that, hey, I had that ego, I was making assumptions, and you know what happens when you make an assumption? Oh, yes. <laughs> We're going to keep this as a family show, but I'm sure you can, <laughs> you can figure that out. But uh, then I started taking a step back again and checking that ego, and I, I noticed productivity start to ramp up again. Because then I just went in and pretended like I didn't know anything, and what questions would I ask if I didn't know anything? Even though you think you do know it, take that step back and be okay checking the ego and staying curious because then you're actually asking questions, you're digging deeper, you're finding what the root of the problem is instead of trying to solve a solution or solve a problem that doesn't even exist that you think you know what it is, you actually get to the bottom of it and then find the real solution. Well, and, and that whole concept of being curious and asking questions, when you look at you know, the stages of life and the time in life, the period in life where you are really learning and developing the most would be, you know, in childhood, early childhood. You're learning everything. You're learning language. You're learning, you know, your gross motor function, fine motor function. You're learning everything about the world and how it works. How many, I just looked up the number, guess, how, on average, how many questions per day would you say the average four-year-old asks? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Oh boy! I just went, <laughs> took us down a rabbit hole that we can't escape from. Are, are we there yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how how many? How many? Yeah, how many questions oh, on average would you let's, say? Let, let me think back to the days of when I had a four-year-old. Oh man, I'm gonna say like. 250 questions yeah yeah you said between 200 and 300 questions holy a smokes day. yeah <laughs> two to 300 questions a day on average the four-year-old will ask but that's that because right <laughs> right yeah but that's because they're curious right they're they're look how much more the four-year-old learns than what you learned yesterday yeah right just saying so it works it definitely works and, you know, the final tip that we would share with you guys is that of having the correct mindset around pivoting and what that means. Pivoting does not mean that you're giving up. 
right? Sometimes we can perceive that, oh, well, um, to use a, a food example, I always like food examples for some reason. But if you know, are you if hungry right now? Yes, I am actually. <laughs> That's why I think I'm always hungry when we're recording this. That's why I always use food example. But if you're, you know, if you're running a sandwich shop, and um, you know you're seeing that the best move is to is to pivot from a sandwich shop to a to a pizza shop. I don't know to a pizza place. That's not that's not giving up. You're not giving up on the product. It made means that pivoting was the smartest move for you to do at that time to continue moving forward, to be able to find that path and to forge that path to being successful. Where we see, you know, a, a true final failure can come in in business is when we just keep knocking our head against the wall over and over and over again. Oh, I know this is going to work. I know this is going to work without considering everything else. You, you, I mean, you got to have, you got to be persistent. You got to stick with it. But you also have to ask yourself that question: Do I need to pivot? Is pivoting the best option for me at this juncture to be able to truly get to that end goal and reach reach the uh, you know the goals that I want to to be successful in this business? Then sometimes pivoting is the right answer. Just remember, it doesn't mean that you failed or are giving up. It simply means that you're altering your course to something that makes more sense so that you can get that end result. Yeah, and I, I really think of that as kind of the difference between strategy and tactics, right? Strategy is how am I gonna get to my end goal? Like, what what is it you're building? What is your dream? And why is that important to you? Yeah. And then the, the tactics are, well, how am I getting there today? Like, like you mentioned, pivoting from sandwich to pizza. Well, maybe you just added pizza to your menu just to see how it would perform, and you found out that, well, you're selling five times as much pizza as you are sandwiches. Yeah. You let the data take you there, and and the dream for your business was that you could serve the community around you with food. Yes. You just pivoted what you were serving, and you were able to serve way more people by doing it. So you just enhanced your goal, you enhanced your dream by be, being willing to accept feedback to uh, look at the data, look at the numbers, look at what's happening in your business, and then make a shift that's more beneficial to everybody involved, especially your customers. Yeah, and that's and that's what it boils down to. So, yep. The opposition guys, innovation. It's a good thing. Embrace it. Love it. And get uh, comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> and get comfortable having your dog staring through the office door at you in the middle of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and you know construction and other things yeah yeah because you know that's how we roll because <laughs> life happens exactly just roll with it and smile so what do we got next week what do we got coming up next week oh just just one more reminder about the the make profits again summit you don't want to miss this event go to championhustle.com forward slash summit and next week we're going to talk about how do you get yourself out of a bad or questionable deal. Okay. So come on back next week. It's important to know. Thanks, Levi. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, 
visit us at championhustle.com. 